0: Wednesday, Shir. The Mishmas <coughs> Rosen, Basra, Rachel, and Ezra. This Shabbos is Pashis Matas Masai. Once again, we don't call them Pashiois Matas Masai. It's Pashis Matas Masai. new sea Shabbos Chazak sorry Shabbos Chazak and over 240 psukim are going to be read between Marthas and Masai but that's one little warning and then it's also Shabbos and Valchamachayedish Menachemov the second Shabbos of the three weeks of the Puranis, of the Haftarists to talk about how you need to do Shuvah so we'd like to discuss a little bit of Matas Masai the connection between Matas and Masai Chazak of Chumash Bamidbar which is a always a momentous thing when you have a Chazak when we finish when we say something, we finish off him as a sechter, a chumash, or the tater. We have simchas tater. When we finish all five taters, all five chumashim. Uh, I would also want to discuss as It's three weeks. Something in the hilchas base of echira. Which entails something in Navi Cheskel, something in Meshechdes Midis, Mishnaiyas, and something in the Hilan Rambam Hilkas Beisavichiramet Shembele. Matis Masay You want to put two pa- Again, it's doing it. You want to put two pashas together? Why put two, such two long pashas? I don't know the journeys that the Jews went through begins with the matis begins with the promises or the commitments that one makes and how a person needs to keep to a promise easier said than done we all know that we all know that the commitment of a promise is easier said than done And yet, we know now that the beginning and the end of everything are always intertwined. So let us first take the, the minor piece, Matas and Masai, the last two Pashas of Chumash Bamidbar, and we bind them together, the beginning of parshas Matas and the end of parshas Masai, in which ultimately we find the same connection practically speaking with the beginning of Chumash Bamidbar and the end of Chumash Bamidbar the person in the beginning of Ashish Matas takes on an oath undertakes an oath Either you take it on or you undertake. They're both different actions, essence. Not everything, we, we unfortunately, not everything that we undertake that we can accomplish in the course of a day. If we take on an, an oath, we take it upon ourselves that we need to do something, it's more than just a workload. The beginning, therefore, Pasha's matters tells us about if a person, a woman, or a, if it starts with a woman, if a woman makes out a promise, and the husband hears, and the husband can nullify the promise a parent, a father can nullify for a daughter, etc. But we need to know how we need to be very, very careful, very serious about each time we say something, everything comes out of our mouth, we need to be very careful with. We don't want to poke the bear and we don't want to commit to something that we can't do, that we cannot be able we would never be able to accomplish, The end of Pashas of Matas of Masay. talks about the Yardin Yereche, the Eidin that came to Yardin Yereche. And they reached score a puzzle by heart. These are misses in Spot, Major Siva Shamiad Mesha. Tell me, now you saw to the Eden, the Arvey and the this we say, Chazak, Chazak, when it's Chazak. Arves also could be the word, besides Arveys of the name of a place, could also be the word Arveys, an Orv, a guarantor. And of course we know, Mayov is from the Father. When the Eden had to receive the Teda, They needed a guarantor. We all know, we've discussed this many, many times, how the guarantor was ultimately the children. So the guarantor was of from the fathers because they put forth the children undertaking on themselves an obligation to see to it, to educate the children, the future generations, so that the future generations will carry on the traditions and the halachas and the laws and the beauty of the tater and the beauty of the minhagim, the customs that we have, and the edis, the chukim and the mishpatim. We know that mini gisrael the custom of a Jew is tater. it's actual tater. And therefore, when a person takes on something to do something to improve, they're not going to go back we don't go backwards in life. We always try to achieve more than we achieved yesterday. We always try to become better than we were yesterday. We always try to do one more thing than we did the day before. Obviously, if I did something good today, if I gave a dollar to today, and every day I'd give more, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, quite a number that's astronomical. If a person lives 120 years, how much they you have to give a day? And Hashem should give every Jew to have that. With a good health. But the bottom line is, a good behavior, something that we take on to do, something that we decide to do, whether it be learning a certain item, learning Chumash, learning tilum, saying tilum, learning Tanya, Tavani Mairev, happening with a minion three times a day. Not easy. For men it's a very not it's not anywhere near as easy as it sounds. Making sure you catch your morning minion. Some people have a shul that only has one minion in the morning. You gotta catch the morning minion. Some shuls have some you know, many multiple of that go on and on during the course of the day. So if you live in that area or if you travel to that area, you're okay, I But generally a person lives in a community, community usually has, the shul community has a minyan. The neighborhood sh'tibul, And that minyan is X time, and you have to make sure that you're there on time to start with a minyan and to finish with a minyan. Unfortunately, sometimes we get up a little late. Unfortunately, sometimes we need to be somewhere earlier. And we're at the crossroads. How do I manage this? How do I do the shachas with the mien? And le'nana li'al li'al tefilah t'smincha li'al navi was answered with tefilah t'smincha Why tefilah Mincha? Tefilah t'smincha is the most important tefilah of the day in that it's smack in middle of the day In the winter time it's literally in the middle of the work day no matter what time what your hours are at work My mishkiah is 4.15, person works 9 to 5 Person works 9 to 5 they have to stop somewhere in the middle of the day to Davon midcha. even when Shkira now is 8.30 you can wait to come home from work which many many people do and there's nothing wrong with it or people have a kavias. Throughout the entire year, the entire winter, that they daven at a certain time every day, and they continue to do that even in the summertime, even in the summer days, so that they have their kavua, their set time that they know that they daven, so they don't kashon, forget to daven. Person is going to, have to push off and procrastinate and say, "Okay, sometimes I daven here, sometimes I daven there, sometimes I daven." It's very, very possible that the Sahara can manage to get into the system and not remember to daven. Especially Milcha. Shachris, you're putting on fill in the morning, you're davening in the morning, you you, you don't tend to forget that. Hashem helps. Although sometimes people feel that it's tedious and it's time-consuming and everything else. But you don't consider the the tedious and time-consuming efforts that I Baruch has to put into you all day long, to keep you alive to keep you and your family going and to sustain you and to make sure that you have your parnasa, that you have your health, and that you have everything you need what's the price you're paying Daveni Shachar is putting on film? or even for a woman, to Daveni Shachar is whatever she can Daven for women there's shall we say, enriched additions in as much as they have to take care of house and children Before they have children, there's a certain amount they should be davening, and after, ch- after the children all have grown up again, they can revert back to davening a certain amount of time, a certain amount, that amounts more than usual, <laughs> although, although they say little children don't let you sleep and big children don't let you live and although the woman wants to sit down to Davin in the morning, the phone doesn't stop ringing, because this kid has to call, and that kid has to call, and this grandchild called, and that grandchild called. And everybody's calling, and everybody wants to say something, and everybody has to say, a good morning, and everything else. And so no matter what time the grandmother sits down to Davin, to say her Tehillim, it's not disrespect it's just a matter that everybody wants to talk to the person. it's very interesting to note that people in the morning in the shul some people literally are on their phones the whole davening. And some people as literally as soon as they finish davening the phone comes out so I asked once the guy I said wow you get direct results from God he calls you right away afterwards to tell you how good the davening was <laughs> he laughed I mean person on a personal basis uh, a silly trivia thing that you know you always wonder why a person does that I also take out my phone from my pocket before I lo- before I even leave Shul and the simple reason is because during the I have my Gartel on so my phone's right above the Gartel I don't like to usually take the phone to Shul it's just in the morning it's Sometimes they wait for a long time. You want to make sure somebody needs something. They should be able to call you. When I take off the garrote, I have to rely on the phone being in my pocket. Unfortunately, my pocket has a hole. Quite literally, there's a hole in the pocket, and it's difficult to inside the jacket to the hole. I never bothered sewing it. So it's the, shul, the one that I take to shul. the one that I do on the rest of the day is different. Many people go to shul with different types of garments, simply because in shul, this unfortunately, by us in seven seventy, at least, there's always something going on, and there's something on the bench, and there's something on the table, and there's something dirty here, you don't want to get, you don't want to ruin your good clothes. So I wear, it. I have a certain kapata I take to shul every morning. If it gets dirty, I know I have to clean it. So I, wear, I have two cup this, but they both of them, unfortunately, have a hole in that pocket. And I have to take out the phone. I Do I look at it even? I don't even look at it. But I take it out and I walk out with it in my hand. And everybody wonders, why are you walking out with it? What's so important to you have your phone in your hand? And the simple reason is I simply have nowhere to put it. I can't put it in my pocket because it's going to fall out. Not always is there a simple translation, a simple interpretation. So the person that during Chazaz shots is looking at his phone because he's looking to see if God answered him everything that he asked for in Sh'mon The person that's from Haidu to Leinu on his phone looking and something's davening out of his, his smartphone or whatever it might be. Give God a few minutes. Some Minyarim take a half hour, 28 minutes. Some Minyarim take less. Some take a little more. One should find the Minyarim that fits their mold. There are usually in most communities that have more than one Shul. Or in a place like where we live, where there's a Shul that has multiple, multiple minyanim. And there are many different sh'tiblach around in our area. Find one that fits your timetable, time your time schedule. Find one that fits your speed, and attach to that minion, and take to that mode. So that you know that you, davened in the morning, you gave your devotions, your made in the, honey, the fanakha, you gave your full heart, your full soul to Barakum. In thanks for returning your Neshama and thanks for everything that he did for you. Davis should help, Davis should bench, that nobody should ever have to go through anything to be quote-unquote thankful for, except for goodness. Marrying off children, having grandchildren, having children of your own, children being healthy, being happy and everything. The person I come in contact with on a daily basis unfortunately on Friday, I was going up to the mountains and had a horrific accident in several cars. Thank God he's in one piece, thank God he's in total, he's, he's Unwounded, un, uninjured, nothing happened to him per se. Shook up and his car destroyed. Mm-hmm. So when he came in, I shared an office with him. When he came in on Monday to the office, even though it's the three weeks we don't listen to the music, I uh, put on the computer, I made it, Hashem, thank you, Hashem. And he says, Rabbi, Three weeks. Driwachen. I said, I know. But after what you've been through, this has to be heard. I turned it off right away. Just the idea. Hearing the words thank you, Hashem. Do we need to get a reminder every time to thank Hashem? We don't need that reminder. We need to remember it though. On a constant basis. This is as we said. The commitments that one makes in Matais, the promises, the vows that one undertakes and then the completion of Masay, Ba'arves, moyav with the Arevus, with the guarantor of our fathers, the guarantor of the father to teach the child, the guarantor of the father that tells Akadosh Baruch Hu, I, I'm ready to accept the Torah because I. And if you don't believe me, how am I going to keep it? How am I going to live with it? How am I going to exist? Continue to exist with it. I will see to it that I give it over to my children, and my children to their children, etc., etc. And this is therefore the connection that we find immediately, Matas and Masai the beginning and the end, the commitment and the promise and the vow. In the beginning of Chumash Bamidbar, discusses which is always read Shavuos time. Talks about Bahar Sinai, Sinai, and the of Midbar Sinai, the in the desert of Sinai, which is by the mountain which was famous for its mountain, on which the Torah was given, and therefore it's read before Shavuos always. And this, of course, as we just said, is the end of the Chumash, talking about Yarden Yerechoi. Yarden is Yad Ner hand, with a candle and a candle neir, the ner mitzvah v'tera er the ner represents mitzvah and the tera represents light and therefore the person that has within his hand the yarden and the yireche, the concept of the, the, not only the smell and the beauty and the glory of which we are given the tailor which we accept the tailor which we live with the tera in which we devote ourselves and dedicate ourselves to Teda. And this is therefore the beginning of Chumash Bamidbar, the end of Chumash Bamidbar, which we've elaborated many times, and of course also of it, this in itself. In their the journeys, Elam Mas ibn Yisrael Yitzim Mitzrayim, of course we have the same question over and over every year, how does it say these are the journeys that the Jews left Egypt and only one journey took us out of Egypt? Hence, the thereafter, all the journeys were a journey from the town, from the place that we parked ourselves and that we left from. They left from this town, they left to another town, but they didn't. this was no longer a journey leaving Mitzrayim. We left Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim, therefore, represents Mitzrayim, Wulim, restrictions and boundaries that which we are, which we are which imposed upon us, or which we allow to control us which we allow to take us over, which we allow to manipulate our daily life, which we fall into the trap of the rat race, and we allow ourselves to fall sometimes into an anxiety, into a despair, for what we're going through, what we've been through, what's happened, what could have happened, what happened to us, some people, Rahman HaNadzah, as we speak all the time, have gone through many different things, and Hashem should heal them. Hashem should send them fuis, uh, yeshuas, that they should be able to overcome and be able to persevere and move ahead and forge ahead in life and forgive whatever happened. And the person asks forgiveness. For the most part, people ask forgiveness and they don't want to, they, they regret everything that they did. And even if the person Ahmad didn't person Hashem has his ways to take care of everybody. And therefore we need to understand that we have to persevere and we have to forge ahead, we have to move on in life. And we have to find the handle. And we have to continue the legacy and we have to continue the life. Now what happens if I come from a non from family? What legacy do I have? What legacy was I given? And as the Badichava told his mother, she when she was worried about the lustrous family tree, the history that they had lost, he says, it will restart for me. I will restart everything. The whole yikas will start from me. And therefore, a person does not have a story, does not have an excuse, a song, a dance to say, I don't come from a from family, I don't have to be from. I need to begin the From family I need to begin that chain I need to start that out I need to build it I need to see to it that I build it by Islam and that I take and I marry and I set up a house and a kosher home a kosher with all the hidurim and I see to it that I have and I have married a, a spouse that's here in it's very important that a man or a woman should always look for a spouse that is God-fearing and thereby building this house, this edifice, this everlasting edifice and being blessed with children and with koltu vsela. In the Pasha, when it comes to the journeys, as we said, one of the journeys, it says, we come to, to a place and there Aaron dies. Beher ha and Aaron passes away. Aaron HaKayn, the high priest, Mesha Rabbeinu's brother, Mesha and Miriam's brother. There he passes away. He was the Kayn Godl. We also learn about the Are Miklat, cities of refuge. The cities of refuge that a person, if God forbid, someone killed somebody by accident. They need to run to the city of refuge, so that the relatives don't kill them. And of course, the Torah elaborates on what does it mean by accident and how does it feel for what level, what categories does it fall into. How it was an accident? What was an accident? Somebody did something to somebody because they have the Eitz Sahara. and they got rid of the Sahara and They moved on, and they move on in life, and they try to improve on a constant basis. So the person that they hurt should understand that and be able to move on with just that itself, knowing that the person repented, knowing that the person won't do anything to anyone again. Whereas if a person killed somebody by accident physically, it wasn't it was an accident and there was no way he could have prevented it, or she could have prevented it. And they have to run to this city, city refuge. There were six city of refuges where they could run and they, there they, no one was allowed to enter except for the person, the refugee themselves and they stayed there until the Godel passed away and Zimara tells us that the Godel's mother was very concerned for her son and therefore she would go and feed the people She would make sure that they had whatever they needed. So they shouldn't be praying to want to get out of there because they're destitute or whatever it was over there, they should have a decent life, at least a decent lifestyle, so that they should not be praying that the will die so they can leave. She was concerned about her son. What does it have to do with the Kangodal passing with the person leaving? And why Dafkin Pasha's Masay doesn't mention again the passing of Arnake. We know from the Sha'Allah Qadesh where he says, Bivada Gilgla made him shakashana kuli, he made the Rabanatini Shuli the Tesba of all the cycle of the, the entire cycle of the year, Yamtevim and the days and all the, the holidays Hallelujahs, the Rabbanan, and the fast days, and Tishabav. They all have connection to the Pashas which they are being read. More so, Tzemach Saddik writes that Pashas Nitzavim is written in a way that it should be read always before Rosh Hashanah. So it's not just that it has a connection to the Kriya, it was written to begin with so that it should fit into this time, this time frame, this time period. This Parshas, shall we say, slap us in the face to tell us how, how openly they belong here. The passing of Ard mentioned in the first Pesach of, Chukas, of Parshas Chukas. And now is brought down, just in a passing, sorry, not in the first Pesach, it's mentioned in the beginning of Parshas Chukas, and now now our Pashas mentioned in the passing of the journeys they arrived here and there Aaron died many different things are written here that are not written in Pash the way he passed away Alpi Hashem which means that he died and Mrs. Nashika, God kissed him and the, the, took out his Neshama and the time that he died of course, it says the 40th year in the fifth month, on the first day of the month, which is the Menachem which is the outside of Aran it's something we know from the Torah itself, and also tells us his age. He was 123 years old. And so obviously, because this Pasha is read, Shabzavarchem Av, of are very close to Menachem, and Av always, Therefore, the mention of passing of Arun is mentioned in this parsha. How rich, how powerful is that? Aaron Hakohen, literally, has a parsha written at the time of his passing. Meshir Abeno is niftan zayin other. We know that as well, but we don't have the parish is circling, going around that so what happens here what is the greatness of the goddel Gadol, especially of Arna Kain, as we know, where Arna was Ayyav Shalom, Vreidav Shalom chaste and loved peace so the fact that the Koen Gadol if a person killed by accident and was in the Arimiklat and the Koen Gadol They have to wait for the krengodl to chasso and pass away. Since the krengodl is the highest level of every Jewish nation, and, and every generation. Where unfortunately, a person that killed somebody by accident, that ended up in such a predicament, in such a situation, is not such a good shape. Because the fact is that they sinned in some way, and they needed to be punished for it. And therefore it came out this way where people saw him killing somebody by accident he was he was exiled. So, what could be worse than someone they killed by accident? I mean, someone killed on purpose, obviously, but they get killed for that. Someone who killed by accident... it's not circumstantial it's something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts you there because of something that you had done before and therefore the only punishment that we really find is the fact that he's exiled and this exile is considered as bad as Misa as bad as death and so too when someone Who has to keep to themselves uh, avoids the public eye etc. etc. because of whatever they feel that people are looking and thinking about them this is a a personal death where a person can't just go live and just go to weddings and go to simchas and go out to shul uh, happily and joyfully and not worry and concern look over the shoulder constantly this is a personal thing so therefore the Pasuk says what's the forgiveness for the person This Makah Nefesh this person that killed somebody by accident his personal forgiveness is when the Kaingadal dies which teaches us the two extremes are hand in hand and this is the concept of the King He was Kaingadal the lowest of lowest people there was no such thing as a low person he loved each and every Jew. And we find like Arna Kayan Gadol, it was Ayavis Habriyas, we said. He loved every creation. And the Altareb explains in Tanya, Bries what are Briyas, Periglam with Beys, that a Hashem, Babedose, they're far, God forbid from the Tedes Hashem and his service therefore they're called creations. They too, them too, Arnakin loved, they have sabries, and he brought them closer to Teda. This was the mission statement of Arnakain, the mission statement of the King God. The Jews are now about to enter as Israel. At the end of 40 years in the desert, those that needed to be punished for all the sins of the desert were pretty much gone. Meshach Abenu was giving that last minute instructions. He was told to go up on the mountain to see what's going to be inherited. And then he too passes away. And Yeshua is given over the mantle Mantle is given over to Yeshua, and the Jews, B'nai Israel, are about to enter into Israel. Meshra Be'nu, throughout the 40 years, put up with a lot, shall we say. If we use that as a, it's called Lashin the clean way of saying it. He put up with a lot. They gave him a run for his money. And yet, he loved the Jewish nation. He loved his children. Fought for them, prayed for them constantly, literally saved their lives numerous times, at sacrifice of his own expense. Meshach Rabbeinu had one yearning, and one yearning only, that was to go into the Holy Land of Eretz Yisrael. For the various things that like I got mentioned, the Teirah, the most prominent one, of course, we know, was the Meimeriva, when he did not bring a Kiddush Hashem by talking to the stone, and showing everybody how HaKadosh Baruch Hu is omnipresent, and by just talking to a stone, which stone has no water in it, the stone would give out water, and that would be the greatest Kiddush Hashem could be. And because he didn't do that, he was punished, not being allowed to go into Etz with our fellow brethren, his fellow brethren, with his tribe, with his people that he raised, with these people that he sought to support, and that ultimately, as we said last week, that Aaron Akain is passing, Miriam and Nabiya is passing, and the f- the food... The mana was mesha's khus, the water now was in Mesha's the clouds were now Mesha's merit. Everything was from Mesha. So needless to say, if you know how a father feels for a child, how much more a grandfather feels for a grandchild. A Zaidi. The zaydi hug. is so much more powerful than the hug of the Father comes from a whole different source Mesh was the Tata, the Zayda, everything the Rebbe of Klael Yisrael and he knew the importance, he knew the value he knew the greatness, the beauty of going into Eretz Yisrael and the beauty of Eretz Yisrael the holiness, the kadusha of the land, and yet he was the worst punishment possible to him is he is not being allowed to enter. But how proud is he standing there, waiting and ushering in his own all these children, although he went up to Hirahar, but he knew he gave Yeshua the keys to drive, and Yeshua was taking them into Eretz Yisrael. as they're discussing the laws of inheritance of the last week's Slavko and, and everything else daughters of Slavko how they came and they complained that they're the only daughters they're only girls how will their father's inheritance be given out distributed there's no sons and the laws of Yerusha are taught because of this. All this going on, and suddenly, Meshach gets a rude awakening. Along comes Vayit, along comes God, Ruven, and half of Shevet Menashe, two and a half tribes, and they say, Meshach, do us a favor." Can we stay on this side of the Garden, please? Can we stay on the East Bank of the Garden? We have a lot of sheep, and the pasture here is much better. How did that? How did Moshe feel? Fools that you are! I am so, so burnt over the fact that I can't go into Hetz and you're begging not to? Are you like the spies? Are you at that same level of those people that went and came back with bad news and bad reports of Ed Israel because they did not want to go into Hetz Israel? Is that what you're coming from? so he gave to Reuben and to God but there was still a lot of room so he offered who else, wanted half of Shev and said they wanted also (laughs) why did half Shev, because there was so much room he offered and therefore they took it Misha was so upset that Reuben and God were requesting this asking to stay on this side of the yard and not go into sell and he says oh, you don't want to fight your brethren are going to go fight and kill and, and, and conquer and settle the land, and you're going to sit here and drink and, and, and piña coladas margaritas watch your sheep in the field and he said, no, 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 no no. we'll go in we'll go in, let us set up here the family we'll take care of the family, we we'll set up over here And we're going in. We're going to go in to fight. We'll fight with everybody else until everybody's settled. Even after the actions, even after saying they're going to fight, was not overly happy. It's called a, a hasty inheritance. he was not happy with these people being outside of Etzichel it was very very disheartening to him why offer half a Shev Menashe also to settle with them and the simple Pshat and Pasuk the simple Pshat and Pasuk which said vayitin lahem Meshe Meshe gave it to them shows it was his own initiative doesn't say, he offered it and Mishayim and took it. He gave to these people, to begin with. What was the reasoning? What was the reasoning rhyme? Maish Rabbeinu is known as a Raya Mahemna, a dedicated shepherd. And always will be the Raya Mahemna of Kali Yisrael of the Jewish nation. And therefore, all divinity, all divine revelations were given through Him. Ma'eshe Kibble Tadim Sinai, Masar Yeshua, He gave it over to all future generations. He Himself t- received the Taylor in Sinai. It was from Him that it gets, given, gets, given, gets continued and this given over generation to generation. He conveyed it from one generation to the next. anybody, Kolmash, Talmud, Vasak, Ossal, the Hadish, anything that any Talmud, any student would ever interpret in the future generations was already given to Meshach and Sinai. So it's only because he had it that they were able to come up with this conclusion. Mesha is also the Gelerish and the The first Redeemer to us out of Mitzrayim and would take us out of the Galas. Which means again, by redeeming the Eden, taking the Eden out of Mitzrayim, He paved the way to take us out of the Golas that it is today. Therefore knowing that although we are in a Golas, we know that, there's a, that we, there is a, not a solution, but there is a Geula on the precipice, any second that the Geula is going to come about, and we will leave this Golas. Even the Yerushiva was channeled through him. Although he didn't come there physically. He was shown at its He was taken up onto the mountain, and there he saw the entire It says also he saw not only the land, but he saw the entire future of Kali Yisrael until Biasgai comes. And we keep his above 56, Aleph, tells us also that because he saw the land, he looked at the land, he created this holiness, which then therefore gives us now the obligation of tithing, giving Maisa. So the Taita says that in the days of Mashiach itself is going to be expanded also to the land of Kneezing. Kini, Kini, Kinizi, were amongst the ten nations whose territories originally were promised to Avram Avinu this was the land of Eden, Meav, and Amlin Amin. so in essence it was an extension on the east part of the Yardin where God, Reuben and Shev wanted to settle so just as it was necessary for Mesha to see Ad to make it holy, to sanctify it before the Jews went inside it also necessary for the expanded as Israel to have an attachment in some way with Mesha. therefore he appointed God, Reuben and Shev of over this territory, as an addition, as an extension to the land of Canaan, which we will settle in, that's Sala, that's in And he gave it to even and as well, in preparation for the Gula Amitis, the Asadavai, in which they will expand until there. Menashe had an exceptional love for Ez As we see by the Bnei Slavkot, they came from Shev Menashe. They wanted, therefore, their inheritance. Therefore, as the Pasik says, at the point that he gave it to Menashe bin Yasif, because Yasif is also noted for his great love in Ez and therefore, to complete the cycle of the beautiful, the love of which they had for Eretz Yisrael, He therefore gave them this expansion of the land, this expansion of Eretz Yisrael, which will be for the at Lavey, which is something that we obviously need to always have prepared for us, as it will be speedily, not in our days, but today, in this hour, before the shir gets finished, we'll hear the blast of the shefa of Mashiach, and we'll all forge ahead to Eretz Yisrael with the bius geyal tzedek and the biyim eshemim das hashnishi. as we said are read. Parshas always parshas read between in the beinam tzaron. The is that I oh again it's doing it, I don't know why it does this, I don't know what the video is. Like. I don't know, if anybody watching the video, let me know if all of a sudden it changes, the screen changes, I mean the whole f- vista turned purple all of a sudden. I did this last week also, yeah, Towards the end of the year. So the fact that these pashas are read in this time has several connotations. From one side, they're part of the three weeks, the pain, the mourning of the destruction and the exile. On the other hand, on Shabbos you're not a lot of Other ad to have pleasure on Shabbos. these Shabbos though, these Shabbos, three Shabbos in the three weeks, at the moment, have hidden within them, the true goodness, of the fact, and teaches us the true goodness, and what, the fact that we are now in Golos, it it's an outward look, and the Golos is something, that's horrible and painful, but in words, this is the Takhlas hatev. this is the essence of good, of the greatest of good. Because this is going to bring about the ultimate goal gu- of the Gaulas. And it'll be a hafku me me'evil, atzmom, le me'sasne V'simcha. These days themselves will turn over to become days of joy. And this is reflected in these Shabbosim. within the time of pain and mourning, we are given a Shabbos, three Shabbos, no more no less, in which we have Karasul, Shabbos ending. But in these Pashas, it shows even more. The Jews, being known as Shvatim, sometimes they were known as Shavit. And sometimes they were known as a mate. Rashi is Yisrael. But both are branches. A shevet and a, Ma- and a mate are both branches that are cut off of a tree. Shevet represents a branch that's still damp, it's still wet still has something from the tree Mata is dry totally dried out piece of wood and these two names Matas of Shevet and Mata are exact examples of the neshama coming down into this world, being detached from chelik the as if it's God forbid, detached from its root, like the branch cut from its tree. But sometimes it's a shave it, and it keeps the moisture of a kadosh of godliness, and sometimes, if <coughs> one of the sun, it dries up like a, like a, a dried staff. and goes very far and wanders very far from its source from Godliness Masay implies hints the journey of the Nishama from way way above to down here below on the second stage in the lowest of levels of Am Yisrael, which is in the time of the goblins, of the exile. Here too, we see how low we have been put, and how low we have been brought down. But what is the reason for this? Yidditha Tzedek The Yidditha is in order that we should have it and a to rise up, and that this dry staff will get even more. And become even harder and become even will, will forge more than even the soft and damp stick. And therefore, Masa shows the end of the journey right before everything is going to involve. And there we find the names of Matas and Masay. The journey, to going as low down as reaching as the world itself, and yet rebounding to connect once again with Hakadosh Baruch. And these pashas themselves, they show us the true essence of the of the exile of the Golos and what can be revealed within the golas itself the strength of the Tera and of the Yiddishkeit which will be revealed in the Geul Amitus and this is the mahus of the of the weeks between Shabbos and Tishabbos the Aliyah that sprouts Tafke because of the Yerida. A Jew needs to remember constantly that the reason that the Neshama has come down into this world, into the lowest of worlds, this is in order to come down into the time of our Golos, into our era, for one reason and one reason only. To elevate and to bring about the Geula Amit Tzvashlema, the great Geula, to recognize how we're going to nurture the Kayak and everything that all the hardships that we've been put through in our Golos in order to the to fulfill God's will, dafka in this dark spot, and thereby driving us and bringing us and we will ultimately be able to say this shop is definitely as we finish with the goles, as we no longer be subjected to the Golas we are no longer subjected to our personal goals, to who we are in Golas and we understand who we need to be and where we need to be and how we need to be Zvi Yecheskel talks about a vision Yecheskel has as he's taken for a personal tour of Bayez and he's told this repeatedly by the Malach that takes him for the tour. That your mission is to repeat this to the Jews so they know how to do it, so they know that this is in the air and is about to take place. In the beginning of Payet Menbezi He took me to the outer courtyard. The path is through the north. And He brought me to the Lishka, Vayvena Lalishka, Lishka Nege, Lagizra that faces the entire Gizra, the entire Binyan, the entire edifice. And this is something that we need to know that we go we travel north. North is always up. And by traveling up, we are seeing and we are visualizing and we are reenacting the Gizra, reenacting the highest place of the greatest of place where we need to be, which is again in the base of Mikdash Haslishi, each one of us, in Midrash each and one of us needs to make a Mikdash Maat, in which we will always be, be a dwelling place for Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And the Mishnah in the section of Smidres teaches us of the Shmira, the guarding of the Mishra, of the Baisa And the Kahanam was set up in certain places, and the Levim was set up in certain places, and of course we know the, the, the famous Allah and the Levim now allowed to sleep, and if God forbid they got caught sleeping, they really, they got punished severely for it. And therefore, it ends off as well when it talks about the end of the first Patek it tells us about how they took the keys and they locked up for the night because it's the end of the Shemira in Rambam the, the last halacha is say Savior aisin the the light is done every single night except for the Shabbos because they didn't have the lights the candles to walk around with which is lit from Arab Shabbos and therefore, every Shabbos, every day of the week, we went through the same Seder, Amedah, in which we saw to it that the Besamikdash was set and ready to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which we will do that this very Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom, Shabbos to all. These days should be turned to good and to joy and happiness.